Welcome to the Stories of Change podcast. I'm Tom, a social worker, a frontline fellow, and your podcast host. In the podcast, you'll hear from a series of social work and sector experts who are creating positive change for children and families. On this episode, I spoke with Tommy Gale, who is a social worker, a frontline fellow, and the chief executive of Inside Uni, a non-profit social enterprise aiming to improve access to higher education. Tommy and I spoke about the project, his social work practice, and what he sees as the structural barriers for young people accessing higher education. We also explored the difficulties that the most disadvantaged children face in the education system. This conversation has prompted me to think more critically about what social workers can do to break down those barriers so young people can reach their full educational potential. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Frontline Stories of Change. Uh, I am Tom, your host as usual, and I am joined today by Tommy Gale. And Tommy uh, is a social worker uh, and he currently works in London in a adolescent safeguarding team specialising in cases involving child exploitation and edge of care concerns. Outside of social work, he works part-time as the chief executive of Inside Uni a non-profit social enterprise he started in his final year of university, which aims to give students without access to knowledgeable support networks the information they need to successfully apply to top universities. So I'm looking forward to having a conversation with Tommy about education, the disparities, inequality, and, and finding out a bit more about Inside Uni. So welcome, Tommy. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. No, thank you very much for coming on. And I think this will be an interesting conversation. I think first things first, we're two white men with the name Tom, who both went to you know, Russell Group universities. I guess I just want to offer a moment to kind of, I guess, reflect on that about our positions and intentions of this conversation. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think it's really important to acknowledge that to begin with, because I think it would be a bit weird if we didn't. And I think that one of the important things that I've learned from doing social work is how important it is to acknowledge the privilege you've got. I'm really not not that similar to lots of the, the kids that I'm working with on a day-to-day basis. And I think if that wasn't talked about, it could easily become a big, a big barrier in that relationship that you're that you're trying to build with those with those children. And I think I think when it comes to inside uni, I think it's something that I've been really aware of as well, in the sense that I was quite lucky when I was applying to university that I got pretty good support and advice. And mm. and so inside uni is really about giving a platform to to people's voices who have been through that process from, from all different backgrounds so that people can um, can really benefit from from those stories. Absolutely. I, I think you're right. And it, it, it takes a sort of a, an ability to have that self-awareness and that confidence to address that yourself, because a lot of people, especially, I guess, people in our positions wouldn't have taken the time to, to properly address that because I guess we have gone through life without without needing to. So I think it sounds sounds really valuable what you're doing. So you've mentioned Inside Uni. Tell us why you wanted to set up Inside Uni. What did you see as the, the need for this, this service? So it's something I set up with a friend um, when I was in my final year of, of university. And it started very much as a student bedroom project. Um, and it was after having observed that the massive difference in levels of support that people get when they're applying. Um, and I went to Cambridge, so there was lots of extra processes like interviews, admissions tests make it even more complicated um, and where that extra support is even more um, important. Really, that was an example of the, the wider issue that students from privileged backgrounds are, are just much more likely to go to university than, than students who aren't from those backgrounds. Mm. And there's, there's obviously lots and lots of reasons for that. 
And the one that we really wanted to focus on with in Sardinia was, was the information gap. And the fact that if you, if you go to a really good school or if you've got parents who know how the system works and have been through it themselves or friends of the year above who went to the university that you wanted to go to, you've got access to all of that amazing first-hand reliable advice on, on how it works mm. um, and, and what you should do. Whereas if, if you don't have that, I think you end up reliant on, on sources of information that, that, aren't, that aren't so good. Yeah, because I guess there is that that top universities, Russell Group universities, there's this sort of almost entrenched kind of storytelling. You know, if you know someone, you will get in, you know the right things to say, you will get in. And it, and it makes it feel like a bit of a closed shop. And, and I mean, some of the statistics will kind of show you that, that actually, you know, there's only 7% of students nationwide who went to a private school, but they make up about 55% of Russell Group University students. So it kind of tells you already that actually, you know, if you've got that kind of background and that knowledge firsthand from very small group teaching in private schools or people with wealth who went to those top universities, you're you're already a step ahead, aren't you? Why do you think there is such an information gap? Why do you think information doesn't get filtered through? What's what's not working there? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to say is that there is some really, really good information out there online um, and in lots of different access projects and widening participation projects that happens. Um, so I think one of the problems is that there is good information, but it doesn't always reach people. Um, and it might be because projects are based on a, a local level and they don't, they can't reach everywhere. Um, and it might be because people aren't eligible for certain projects. They might be on the edge of certain criteria for, um, for being involved in projects. Uh, it might be because their school doesn't know so much about it, so it wouldn't point them in the right direction in the first place. Um, so I think that's one problem. But then in terms of the information existing at all, I, I suppose it's um, it's a bit of a generational problem in some ways, in the sense that most of the people who have been to some of these top universities are disproportionately from much more privileged backgrounds. And so they're much more likely to pass it on to their privileged children or for their, them, their children to go to schools where that kind of information is available from previous students who have gone to these universities and so I think that kind of cycle of information is currently at a level which is at quite a privileged level and because it's only in reasonably recent history that people from slightly less privileged backgrounds have started to go to university in big numbers as well their stories are yet to come through and that, that information and advice is yet to come through as well so I think a lot of Inside Uni is about trying to get the stories of people who have really recently been through that application process and all of their information and all of their advice as well and getting that to people to try and to try and plug that information gap yeah as you're talking I'm reflecting on some of the work that I did at university um, which was in outreach and access and I guess my question is is what how is inside uni working are you going sort of direct to the young people themselves are you feeding into into schools as well what how does it operate what does inside uni do yeah good question I mean there's Two, two ways really that we actually get the project out to people. So the, the first way is pretty obvious really, which is that we, we just put it on the website and that's discoverable to people on Google and the internet and, and everywhere else. And we, we've had over half a million uses now by about 60,000 users. And then the second way is that we partner with um, organisations and schools and local authorities uh, and different groups who are already doing outreach work and widening participation work Sure. Very interesting. It sounds like a lot, a lot of really good work and I guess a lot of potential. But I'm thinking about yourself. You've set up Inside Uni at university as a, I think, as you described as a bit of a bedroom project at first. And now it's kind of getting 60,000 users just on online via Googling. But you've now graduated from university and you've trained to become a social worker. Why is that? 
why the why the move to social work yeah no it was definitely um uh, a big change coming out of uni and, and at the end of uni i'd been more doing jobs uh, around policy and and these kind of areas i think even though that they're, they're really brilliant and interesting areas and, and the people doing it are, are brilliant as well there it, it can be quite frustrating i think when you're working on issues but you're quite detached from the actual real stuff that's happening on the ground about those issues and i think you can kind of get to the end of the day and think i've, I've probably done something good but i'm not quite sure <laughs> what it is and uh how how it would actually impact people and and whether it has actually impacted anyone and so i think the um the I, the sort of directness i suppose of social work really appealed to me i suppose it can be a bad thing in the sense that you can if some if stuff goes wrong you can really see it and it, it can be pretty difficult but at the same time when stuff goes right you can also really see it and and you know you've actually done something to to help somebody and and it's worked really well so i think i i wanted that directness um and i think that's probably the reason i moved towards social work yeah it is a certainly a huge draw of the profession isn't it that you know you feel like you are making that impact on a very very personal level but i think that's that's where this profession and this conversation is interesting because we also have one eye on the wider structural issues that we always still want to challenge which your kind of your studies am i right you studied politics or policy at university did you? yeah i did politics politics uh, you know yeah so you have that wider sense of what is going on and i guess inside uni has that allowed you to have that wider sense of the the sort of the structural difficulties as well you know and feeding that into your work yeah i think i think what's been nice for me is that initially when i started it it was as i say a, a student project in my in my last year when i when i started it and having graduated i was just working on it in evenings and weekends along with my friend i, I started it with and it was sort of gradually gradually growing and the team grew from about two people to about 40 people pretty quickly um and so i actually then went part time last year because it was something that i couldn't focus on just in my evenings anymore and um it was taking up a bit too much time so i i now do social work 3 days a week and inside uni 2 days a week um and i think you're right it does give a nice mix really of that smaller scale but important stuff that you do in social work way or working kind of one child or one family at a time but then doing the inside uni stuff has that wider scale impact as well where you're able to work with thousands or tens of thousands of of people just because it's it's less involved but it's it's useful in a different way so i think it's nice to kind of come at problems from from those two different perspectives at the same time yeah absolutely it sounds like a very fascinating way of doing it i'm personally i'm not sure if i could do my social work job in 3 days but so i commend you for that you know you can hear the the kind of the, the story of change if you like on how it's how it's grown um from having you know a few employees to now a, a team of 40 which is shows shows the kind of it's going from strength to strength thinking of you know your job you know and the kind of the systems that we work in in a little bit more depth i guess we talked about those barriers to reaching the kind of the elite universities the information gap and providing that information we obviously work with children who are very disadvantaged some of the most vulnerable in the country you know the you know some of the 400,000 children in need in 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 England what do you think are the young uh, are the barriers for young people involved in social care or youth justice entering further or higher education from your view as a social worker do you think there are similarities between you know getting into the elites and and you know young people we work with accessing education yeah i mean I think there's definitely some overlap and similarities and I think there's also an extent to which getting into a a high level university is a completely different world to lots of the 
the education challenges that I think we both would come up against with the, the children we're working with. Um, I, I guess in terms of that, that overlap, I think one thing that's been really important for me just to be reminded of really is that just by working with the children I'm working with at work, I, I'm always struck by how they they really are some of the cleverest, wisest, nicest children I've ever met really. And I think that it's, it's sometimes easy to forget that with the narrative that surrounds lots of the teenagers that, that we're working with, that actually they are really, really clever. And, and sometimes it's put to, to the wrong uses or they're, they're in a situation where they're not able to, to fully fulfill that potential, but um, that potential really is there. And that's so obvious every single day. And, and I, I guess sometimes it's been um, a direct overlap between the inside uni stuff and social work. I've had a few kids I work with at work actually use inside uni, which has been really cool. Um, and, and that was really nice to see. And, and I think there's definitely some themes there about seeing people who have been through a process and understanding and being able to visualise actually what it even looks like to apply somewhere and what it feels like to go through that process. And that being important to encourage kids to do it. I guess on, on the other hand, um, away from that sort of higher tier university stuff. I think in, in lots of cases, that's a bit of an icing on the cake thing of you, you, you've had an okay time of it and, and actually something like Inside Uni can take you from having a, a, a not great but okay level of support to a, a good enough support to get in, but you're not with absolutely no support at all necessarily. And I think lots of the, the children that I work with in the adolescent team that I, I work in, the, the issues is not so much are you going to get into a, a top university but it's are, are you not going to be excluded from school or are you going to be able to get onto a, a good vocational course to, to do a practical job that can that can get you some money in the in the short term as well so I think there's often very different priorities which have some overlap but also it can feel a little bit like very different worlds yeah I think so and this is where this conversation is, is really interesting because I think on the one hand what you were saying there about sort of representation, seeing, visualising people who look, sound like you, into the same school as you, getting through that process into higher education, into top universities, is a great driver and motivator of, of creating that change, isn't it? Um, and that's and that's one thing that I think we all know we want to aim for, um, being able to encourage, you know, our young person who went to a state school to apply to that top university because we know it will hopefully inspire others or allow others to see that it is accessible. But yes, I think you're right. That that second half is is the real challenge, I think, for social workers. You know, getting our getting the children we work with into school sometimes is is the, just getting them to turn up is the first challenge. Um, and then yeah, you know, exclusion rates for for young black men in particular, I think, are, you know, out of tens of ten thousand pupils is about ten percent compared to I think five percent for their white counterparts. You know, it's the difficulties like that. You know, how do we how do we challenge that? How do we address that? I've kind of curious you know if inside uni has taught you ideas on how to challenge that or if that feels separate I think a bit of both really because as you say there are these absolutely massive structural problems in society that are causing lots of these issues and I think to be honest in, in lots of cases of, of the children I work with um, at work um, where we work with a lot of for example um, boys involved with with gang gangs and, and um, who have been criminally exploited and, and these kind of things to, to be honest, they've got much bigger problems to worry about than what grades they're getting at school. It's, uh, I, was, I was working with a boy the other day who was telling me about how he's had to think about the routes that he takes to and from school to avoid violence ever since year six. And 
you know that would that's that's the thing on his mind each day not not necessarily every single bit of the syllabus that they're going to be working through in lessons so I think at, at that end of the spectrum inside uni is sort of less relevant and I think actually more relevant is that that really direct social work of of, of that direct intervention with people's lives but mm. I, I guess where inside uni is instructive and, and where it can be useful um it's like you mentioned that that kind of um thing of overcoming those those vision barriers and being able to actually visualize what it looks like to go through a process and to see people who have, who have successfully done it and I, and I think that's true at pretty much any level of the education system you're looking at whether it's being able to see someone a couple of years above you who was excluded but successfully managed to get back into school and, and do really well or whether it's you know someone who's achieving really well and are able to see someone two three years ahead who went off to a great university and and did really good and, and and went through the process. So I think that that's transferable anywhere. And I think there are perhaps some other issues which um, where, where the two projects or, or bits of work are quite far apart. Yeah, certainly. I think it, it's really interesting to hear about the strengths and I guess I guess the limitations of, of a project like Inside Uni that, yes, I think you'll, it's, it's really good to hear that there is that sort of awareness of maybe there could be further work, but those overlaps, I think, are important. And kind of gives food for thought about what social workers can be trying to achieve and do if they're faced with real educational inequality for the young people they're working with. Can they evoke, I guess, some of the messaging and learning from projects like Inside Uni to, to create that change? What do you think has been the impact of Inside Uni so far? And, and what would you say you're most proud of? I mean, I think in terms of the impact overall, like I say, we've had a really good number of users. Um, and What's really nice about it as well is that they're, they're from about 150 countries at the moment. So it's got a really good reach even, even beyond the UK. And that's something which I'm really pleased about in the sense that I think often access projects completely understandably are more linked to specific areas or specific schools, or they might only be able to operate on a, a reasonably small scale. But I'd say aside from the kind of obvious impact of actually managing to, to help people into, into uni, um, we've had about 3,000 students involved now with giving their information and advice, contributing to the content that we make. I- I'm pretty proud of the fact that we've we've um, made the model where it's easy to get involved in helping out with access work. And hopefully that's fed into all of the other brilliant work that other projects are doing as well by sending people their way who are, who are keen to get involved. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's something I'm pleased about. The whole point of Inside Uni is creating a community of, of voices and giving a platform to people where it is useful for people to know what their experience was and what they what they went through and what their advice would be. Well, I think it's a really, really valuable project, um, I guess, with bigger principles and values behind it than, than maybe what first appears you know, when you look at it. And it kind of leads me on to, I guess, my last question really is, and we've kind of touched on this, you know, what do you think social workers can do to break down more barriers that exist there for young people and reaching their full potential? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's a big question. And I- <laughs> um I always finish on the big ones Tommy so I need to yeah no quite right I think (laughs) um I think that a little bit it links back to to what we were discussing earlier of that there's very different problems at different for different people at different stages whether it's you know exclusions at, at one end to getting into really good universities at the other and and the the solutions to those sometimes I think need to be really specific um and tailor made in that sense but I do think that there's there's stuff that probably goes across lots of the lots of those different issues really, um, and I, I think that one of them is about 
really uh, acknowledging, I suppose, that actually it's it's about what the young person really wants to do. And it's about trying to make the system fit them instead of fit them into a system that, that might not uh, fit them particularly well. Um, and I think that really listening to what it is that they want to end up doing and where they want to be instead of trying to sort of pigeonhole them into different routes and um, ways of doing things that are currently set up is so important. Um, whether that's, you know, listening to about wanting to go to a really top end university where other people might not think that's realistic for them, but actually they really could do it. It's just a case of them being given the right tools. Um, or whether it's actually a case of being like, actually maybe that mainstream approach isn't quite right and doing a more practical vocational thing would be the best thing. And, and I think making sure that you're actually working towards an endpoint that the, the, the young person really wants to get there and, and what, what they actually really want is, is super important. And I think that a big learning from, from having done Inside Uni is I, I didn't actually realise great support is out there for people at all different stages of the educational journey, really. And, and one of the really encouraging things about doing Inside Uni, um, when people were suggesting what resources they'd used when they were applying to get in or the programmes that they had been on um, or the, the, the stuff that they had come across, which had really helped them, was actually how much different stuff there is out there to, to help people. And I think that that highlighted the importance of me, um, to me really, of stuff like drawing all of that information together and actually putting people in touch with the right resources. And I think that's that's relevant both for stuff like Nsidini, but also for social work. And I suppose it's a good lesson not to be too disheartened if you don't immediately see something which is relevant for someone, but there probably is something that could help them. And it's about searching for those things and knowing where to look. And hopefully projects like Nsidini are quite good places to start looking for those different things and, and drawing those things together for people like social workers as well if they want to find out how they can they can help their young people too yeah that sounds like really sage advice and I think again the kind of the thread and the kind of the theme I'm hearing from everything we've talked about is this idea of an information gap and even just drawing on the different fragmented projects and and experts out there you know there is that information gap that we don't know where it is because I guess we're all living our own lives and all these projects are all across different parts of the country and there's different eligibility and different ways of accessing it so if we can kind of close those gaps and bring that all together that will help you know disadvantaged kids reach top universities but hopefully also the disadvantaged children that are in our systems and in, in social care reach their educational potential whatever that is like you said you know whether it's top university an apprenticeship a vocational course you know hopefully they find something that fits for them but it's about having the information at your disposal isn't it and i think i think the information as well it can often sound like a slightly boring answer to the what's the education problem thing is just to say information because it feels quite technical and um and whatever but i, I think there's also like a much uh there's a kind of emotional level to it as well and a um a, a really important um part of it which is about being able to look up to people who have been through it and to visualize what processes look like and to understand that it's possible to do it and i think a lot of information it doesn't have to necessarily be about the practical steps of getting somewhere but it can also just be the information of seeing that it's possible and seeing that people uh, like you have been able to do it um it's just as important I suppose being able to link people up with with those stories and, and those visions is is probably the most important thing of all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Tommy. That's 
been really, really interesting thinking about the information, the knowledge, the representation, kind of exploring some of those those barriers to, to higher education and hearing ultimately about the great work that Inside Uni are doing. And I, I hope the people listening do do have a Google, find yeah. out a little bit more about it and maybe access it for some of the young people that, that they work with, if they're social workers or if they're, you know, perhaps young people listening who want to know a little bit more about reaching universities, they can, they can search it. So thank you very much for joining us today, Tommy. It's been fascinating. Yeah, it's been great to um to chat.